Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Paul is speaking to his young pastor, Timothy. Notice what he says. Train yourself to be godly. Paul mentions a word that we don't like in the United States. It's called discipline. Self-discipline. Some of you don't like the way this verse reads. You've been looking for a translation that reads different. The translation you're looking for is this. Absolutely. Don't train yourself to be that way. What you're looking for is something else. But that's exactly what it says. Train yourself. As we continue to learn how to follow Jesus, our model, in the areas noted in Luke 2, we're reminded that Jesus grew in stature. This refers to the physical body. We're told that we don't own our bodies. God owns them. We need to honor God with our bodies in the areas of food, exercise, and rest. Additionally, Pastor Mark will be reminding us that we're responsible for training ourselves, that no one drifts into godliness, and that the benefit of living a godly, healthy lifestyle is that it allows us to perform the tasks that God has given us to do the best way possible for the longest time possible. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's message. Now, here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues with his message, Balanced Growth. You can turn to the book of Luke, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we're going through the book of Luke in a verse-by-verse study and the life of Jesus. We just want to open the Word of God, let God speak to our hearts together. And I'm going to tell you some of the things we talk about today. You like me now, you may not like me later, but okay, then at the end you're going to like me again. Is that all right? We're going to have some fun together. How many remember, let's go back a little bit. How many remember when you were younger, maybe uh, preschool or maybe even kindergarten? Sometime during the day while you were there, the teacher came up and said, here's your carton of milk, it's time for a little nap. How many remember that sucker right there? Yeah, you old people, you. (laughs) Exactly. Well, a brand new study just came out. I have it for you. Look at this study. A short daily nap reverses adverse health effects caused by poor sleep and it enhances our productivity. They've discovered that just 30 minutes nap can reverse the hormonal impact of a poor night's sleep, and it restores, actually, immune health to our body. Amen. You have my privilege every day now. Don't let your husband or your wife say no. Every day you have a 30-minute nap. Could I hear an amen? Right there. How many already take a nap? Let me see your hand. Not in church. How many take a nap at home? I know some of you need a nap, because I'm looking at you right now. I'm going to have to try to keep you awake as I teach this morning. All right. Luke 2, 52. 
We're in this last week of something called balanced growth. Luke 2.52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Now remember, Luke is not only a believer, but he's a physician. He understood how the physical and the mental and the emotional and the spiritual, how we're all one together. So we've been finishing this morning. If you missed the other two, I encourage you to get them. Here it is. Jesus grew. That word means changed, advanced, forged ahead in these four areas. This morning, how do we grow in wisdom, which is our mental area? And last, stature, how do we grow physically in our life? Now, I want you to, in a moment, turn to your neighbor and say this. Pastor Mark is going to get very personal. Enjoy it. You know there's problems coming already, don't you? Come on, Vieira Sebastian. You know, those of you guys watching online, here we go. So turn in your Bibles, if you will, to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Paul the Apostle would speak to us a lot about the physical in our lives. You see, and how that relates in growth, in balance. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. Do you not know that your body, your physical body, is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. If you've never underlined this last line, underline it. Therefore, honor God, interestingly, with your body. Now notice, Paul writes this as a question. Some of you have never seen this verse before. And you're kind of saying, say what? What do you mean my body is not my own? The moment you became a Christian, and the reason you can become a Christian, because Jesus paid for you on the cross. When you became a Christian, the Holy Spirit came to live in you. Now you, your body, is the temple of God. God actually lives in you. First thing you want to write this morning is this. We don't own our bodies. God owns them. Now, that's a shock to a lot of people. But when you came to Christ, you turned your life over to him. He's the Lord, and of course, even of our bodies. So taking care of our physical bodies shows the world that we actually honor God who lives inside of us. If when I'm over in Asia, you see a lot of temples, you see a lot of statues, you see all kinds of things that people are out offering sacrifices to the dead statues that can't talk and whatever. They're honoring their God by bringing fruit and praying and crying and incense and all the rest. Well, that's not the way it is in Christianity. We honor God different We honor God different. Now watch this. Write this next statement down. Here's the key. Watch. We honor God with our bodies in the areas of food and exercise and rest. Actually, even in the sexual area, we'll have a little picture of that this morning, but I'm just going to focus on these three things. Now, remember the role model for balanced growth is Jesus. He is the pattern for living. Jesus grew. We just read that. So let's think about exercise and food and rest in Jesus' life. Well, how did Jesus get from place to place? He walked everywhere. 
How did he work? He was a carpenter. Would you say that would be hard work? Of course. So we know that in the physical way, Jesus would have been buff. He, he'd have been very strong. Many people, we forget this, when Jesus began to be beaten just before he went to the cross, and all of that that went through him, how do you think he withstood that amazing physical challenge? Because he was strong. And of course, the Lord helped him. He was not a weakling. To go through what he did and just need at the end one person to help him with the cross is amazing. It shows us how strong he was. Well, what kind of food did Jesus eat? Pretty much Jesus would have, we would call it today, the, the simple Mediterranean kind of healthy diet. Fish, a little bit of meat, not much. Uh, good grains, dates, fruits, nuts, lots of vegetables. And of course, the oil would be an olive oil. So he ate not a lot, but enough. And, and it was a healthy diet. Last. What about rest? Jesus is always going. But we see numbers of time in the scripture where he gets away from his disciples. He just leaves his disciples alone. He goes out to pray, gets a rest. And other times he leaves the crowd. And he moves away from the crowd and he gets rest. So as you look at that, there's the balance. There's our role model. Jesus grew in all of those areas from the age of about four or five all the way to the age of 30. No instant growth. He didn't wake up at 24, whoa, he just kept growing, just like you and me. Now, if you will, scoot on right back, same chapter, let's look at verse 12. Now, watch what this verse says. You say, I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I am allowed to do anything, I must not become, notice this word, a slave do anything. You say food was made for the stomach and stomach for the food, but you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. No, that drive needs to be within marriage. They were made for the Lord. Now watch this last statement in the New Living Translation says this, the Lord cares about our bodies. Since God cares about my physical body, you and I have to understand as you look at that, then I need to care for my physical body as well. So we're not to be a slave to anything. We can't be addicted to food, sweets, drugs, exercise, alcohol, or, of course, in the sexual area. Let me just put a little disclaimer here as I talk. Every single one of us are different. We all have different makeup, we all have different backgrounds, we all have different shapes and sizes and all the rest. So in the Bible, you don't see this. If you're going to be a healthy Christian and you honor God with your body, you must be able to do 133 sit-ups in 24 seconds. You must be ideal body weight, not a pound over. You must have ripple muscles and stomach right here. They ripple, but they don't ripple so much in some people as we look. So the Bible doesn't say, some of you guys, because of my small frame, some of you guys have arms that are thicker than my crazy legs. But no matter what you are, we just got back as we were flying back from into Germany. I swear, every one of them German guys had to be 9, 12 or so. I'm looking up at all these monsters sitting in those little chairs. I'm thinking, thank you, Jesus, he didn't sit next to me. And I'm thinking... What's up with this? But you can be any size at all and still healthy. 
Did you get it? Did you get it? Remember I told you I'm getting very personal. By the way, I'm not getting personal. Who's getting personal? God is getting personal. This is not Mark Balmer's class. This is God's class. He cares how healthy your body is. And I'll show you why. It's critical. Stuff that we don't like to talk about, but it brings great balance to us. Now, turn if you were back. Paul would talk again in an amazing book, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 4. So get your finger right there and flip on back, almost to the kind of two-thirds of the way through the New Testament, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we'll read the verse 7, the last part of verse 7. Now watch what happens. 1 Timothy 4, verse 7, I'll wait till you get there. Paul is speaking to his young pastor, Timothy. Notice what he says. Train yourself to be godly. Paul mentions a word that we don't like in the United States. It's called discipline. Self-discipline. Some of you don't like the way this verse reads. You've been looking for a translation that reads different. The translation you're looking for is this. Absolutely. Don't train yourself to be that way. What you're looking for is something else. But that's exactly what it says. Train yourself. Now, it doesn't say train yourself to be a great golfer, an awesome cook, a wonderful guitar player, an incredible artist, an amazing communicator, Bible teacher. No, train yourself to be godly. Now, what does that mean? It means to have the character of God. It means to live like Jesus. Now, it's an interesting word, train. In the original language, that word train is our word for gymnasium. It relates to rigorous, self-sacrificing training. I've been going uh, to uh, Asia and many, many different countries since 1990. It's changing so rapidly all over the world. And we were coming out of a certain country, and as we were coming out of it, I've been through that city many times before, and we're driving this car. It took us two hours to get to the airport to take our flight for the next 30 hours. And I look up in this new revised kind of area in the city, and this is in a third world country. There's a gold's gym. They say, what? A gold's gym? I couldn't believe it. But see, what are they doing there? They're training themselves. Now, why are they training themselves in a third world country? Well, the reason they're training themselves is because we've exported our fast food to those countries. And the people talk to us all the time when we're over there. You're ruining our kids. Why did you send that stuff? I said, I didn't send it over there. And those kids, their kids are getting, you know, in China, what the number one chain is in China? KFC. You got to be kidding me. So we ruined the other countries. Thank you very much, United States, because of the food. So they're in Gold's Gym trying to get fit again. So understand, we train, Paul says, train yourself to be godly. Not because you have to, nobody's twisting your arm, but because you get to. We want to honor God. Paul would use this discipline, this training often. Let me read you another one. I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. My body, my body. Now, if our body is important to God, it should be a priority to my life. By the way, you will find whatever is a priority in your life, you'll do it. Whatever that priority is, you'll find a way to do it. So here's something I want you to write this morning. It's crucial. I am responsible for training myself. I can't train my wife into godliness. I can't train you. 
I'm not here to train you. I'm here to tell you what God's word says. By the way, nobody drifts into godliness. Nobody gets up one morning and you got these big apps, baby. Man, they're just amazing, bulging. Last night it was flat as a pancake. Nobody wakes up like that. Nobody wakes up in the morning and you can do 4,000 push-ups. No, you don't drift into godliness. You have to train yourself. It's slow. It's discipline. It's ongoing. Now, this next verse is the verse that you're looking for another translation. You don't like this verse at all. Look at verse 8. For physical training, now I want you to say it with me, is of some, say it with me, value. Here's what you're looking for. You're looking for a translation, maybe the new modern translation that says something like this. Physical training is totally useless. Don't waste your time on any of that training at all. But the Bible doesn't say that. It says that physical training is of, tell me, some value. Now, that's a change for some of you. I'm not into that, Pastor Mark. I told you I was getting to you. God's getting to you. God says his training is some value. Some value. Now, what does that mean? Satan always likes extremes. In every area of life, Holy Spirit, he takes extremes. For you and I, how about this in the area of the physical? Here's people over here that carry very little for their body. Food, diet, exercise. Pastor Mark, don't talk to me about that. It's not interested. I could care less anything about that. I don't care anything about that. Here's the other extreme over here. Vanity. I want to look really good. My face, two hours, getting the makeup on, getting those lashes on, baby. Getting, whoa, my fingernails out there. It's the opposite. It's gone crazy over here versus the person over here that goes, I don't care what I look like. I'm just having a great time in life. Now, you know what I'm talking about. We're not hopefully either one of those things. But why should I care about my physical? Well, the Bible gives us two reasons. I'm going to give them both to you. So write them down. First one. Here it is. Healthy habits, food, exercise, and rest often increase our lifespan. Now, as we get older, obviously, it's more difficult. All of us will have issues because the body just wears out. It's like a tent. It just wears out. But... If we are healthy, we're able to do things that maybe we could never do. It just increases our lifespan. In Ephesians chapter 2, it says, you're God's masterpiece. You're created anew in Christ Jesus so you can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So the more fit we are, the more energy we have to accomplish the good things God has planned for us to do. So here's the second reason, not only do we get to live longer, but here's the second reason you want to be healthy physically. Here it is. Taking care of our physical body helps us to reach God's potential for us. See, you're not here for you. You're here to accomplish God's will. Now, if, if we're not physically fit, and by the way, there isn't anybody here that's perfectly physically fit. I'm far from it. But if we're not physically fit, we don't have the energy. We don't have the mind. We don't have the stamina to do what God's called us to do. Now, how in the world can I stand here two days after flying about 35 hours, ministering 
to two seminaries over the last few weeks, speaking all day long in many of those seminaries. How in the world can I get here this morning? Because I try to keep myself somewhat physically fit. So I can go at it for God this morning. I want to accomplish what he has for me in my life. And you want to do the same. Now, I learned something. Some of you say, well, Pastor Mike, you know, you don't have any problems. You're perfect. Everything looks good to you. You've been raised like that or whatever. Wait a minute. Back in 1997, I went in for a stress test, just a normal stress test. I'm a medical person. And I never left the doctor's office and went right to the hospital, had a stress test. The next morning, had four-way bypass in 1997. And when I came out of that, Two days before Christmas, I was speaking in the church again five and a half weeks later, right here in the other campus. Now, how'd that happen? I don't know how it happened. I'd been physically like this my whole life. No background, no history. But you know what it gave me? It gave me a passion for the lost like I never had because I was that close to dying. I strive to stay as much as possible. I'm not perfect by any means physically fit, so I can accomplish what God has for me. You want to accomplish. That's why you're here, what God has for you. So we have to be careful. There's nobody going to be perfect. There's no condemnation. You just have to understand that. By the way, the longer and healthier we are, the more time we can be a good example to our children and our grandchildren. I'd like to live long enough, I don't know whether it'll happen, to see great-grandchildren. People are what's important in life. Amen? Take a look at yourself and begin to think about this. This is God speaking to all of us. Let's read the rest of verse 8. Here we go. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. So what is Paul saying? Here it is. Physical has some value. Write this down this morning. Being spiritually fit must be a priority for a Christian. You see, being spiritually fit is the only guarantee to a profitable life here on earth and a good profitable end for all eternity. I can't ignore the physical, but that is not the primary thing in my life. I remember when I was Director Pharmacy was up about 20, 25 years ago. I remember a young man came to the Lord, and I would talk with him and relate to him. And over a year or so, I saw him get into exercise, and I began to warn him. And it came a place where he became a runner, and he would run hours a day. You know what happened to that young man? He absolutely dropped off the radar with God. He wasn't interested in God anymore. He was a runner. What became his God? Exercise. I couldn't talk him out of it. He got deceived by the enemy. I don't know whether he ever came back to the Lord or not. So often we think of Jesus as being our example in the spiritual realm, and that's correct. Thinking of him being a model in the area of physical health is a new idea for sure, but as we heard, it's something we need to think about, and it has scriptural backing and precedent. So the only thing left for us to do is to be obedient to God's Word. You've been listening to Lessons for Living, the teaching ministry of Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. 
Each day here on Lessons for Living, we share messages that Pastor Mark taught at the main campus in Melbourne. Maybe you're listening right now in Brevard County and you don't have a home church. And today's message was exactly what you were looking for. Join us for worship. We meet at the Melbourne and Vieira campuses on Saturday night at 6 p.m. and Sunday morning at 8.30 and 10.45 a.m. And those in the Sebastian area can join us Sunday mornings at 10.45 a.m. For more information, call us toll-free at 866-779-3441. That's 866-779-3441. Or log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. While this certainly has been an eye-opening teaching series, there's more to come. Pastor Mark will be continuing to show us how Jesus lived his life and how his obedience to the Father's commands resulted in Jesus' ability to perform the tasks that God had sent him to earth to perform, including his sacrificial death on the cross and how we're to follow the principles he lived by. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.